You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. News team, assemble! Back and bigger than ever, it's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew, Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob. All right, welcome back. It is another edition of the unofficial 40 podcast from Soonerscoop.com. We are back in full strength as... The vacation crew is back. Josh, Bob, Eddie, Carrie Murdoch, we're all here for you. As uh, we get into the heart of the uh, camping season, as uh, players have just now started to get back to campus and workouts have begun, uh, I know we had a fantastic breakdown on the board about uh, Benny Wiley's strength and conditioning program from Spacemon 25. It was uh, just fantastic, and uh, I want to talk to that dude about maybe doing some more of that stuff because it was really cool. Uh, but we're here in the heart of it. Softball is going on. Unfortunately, by the time you're going to hear this, uh, we'll know whether or not Oklahoma uh, is a national champion once Oklahoma again. Oklahoma would be a national champion. Well, let's. Let, you want to just reopen the pod? Welcome to the pod where the Oklahoma Sooners or the or the Florida State Seminoles are your national champions. Bags? Is that what they're called? <laughs> Danny Cannell. No, I think that's just misplaced Danny Cannell anger that you're I, I, Okay, there. I, I, I got you. And I guess girls the, uh, deserve better. The Florida State coach is actually a uh, University of Oklahoma graduate, so yeah, there like you go. played here like in the 80s or something? I think 89 to 92. And her last name's actually uh, Alameda, isn't it? Which is spelled Alameda? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe she has some family that owns the city of Norman. I think Pearl just got on the podcast for the first time. Hi, Pearl. She did. Pearl and I have something in common today. We're going to our first softball games. Ever. My first softball game. And you'll both be in diapers. You mean your first first (laughs) women's college World Series I think this is the first softball game I've ever gone to. I don't think I ever went to a game in Norman. The last time I went was when they won the national championship. Um, The, oh, the, back in 17 or 16? Yeah. 15, 16? Mm -hmm. It's been fun. It's been fun to follow. The social media side of it has just been—it's been, it's been absolutely fun, yeah. incredible. Like people are crazy. Danny Cannell yes. made it so much better uh, yesterday by bitching and moaning about OU celebrating too much, and he didn't ever really reference OU, so he kind of left himself an out. But I don't know, maybe he just needs some listeners on his serious show. I don't ever listen, so I couldn't tell you. That guy has serious. I like how he walked it back this morning too. He did. He did. Walk, I was going to say that he walked it back. This morning. <laughs> Which is just like <laughs> that he wasn't like, he wasn't referencing OU. Okay, yeah, <laughs> right. When he He's did like, it right in the middle of the game, Murray. yeah. That's like that's like well, and and, the, and he spotlighted the, the he talked about a routine catch. There was nothing fucking routine about that catch. That was a great play. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I, 
guys, I, I don't, I don't want to speak for all of you, but I would say if there's any program on that campus that I am the closest to fandom for, it's the softball team. I don't know why, but like I, I, I have to really walk it. Like I, I have to Danny Cannell. I have to walk it back a little bit to be like, okay, you can't actually cheer here. But like I, I, I mean, I do. Like I just like the personalities. I like watching that softball team play. Patty Gasso, man, she's she's unbelievable. And I, I seriously think I tweeted it last night after the home run. I think the Jocelyn Allo home run to give him the lead in the sixth inning is one of probably it's a. I think it's a top fifteen play in the history of Oklahoma athletics. I mean, it's as just, long as they win today. Sure, it's it's. We all like baseball. I mean, Eddie, you and Bob are huge Cubs fans. Yeah. I grew up a big Royals fans. I played baseball. Josh, I know. I it was a Marlins fan. I think I don't know how much of a baseball I, fan you are now. Boo! I I I I have become an Astros fan. That's the only thing about Houston I have. See, that's embraced. worse now. Now you're just you don't Ooh. want to admit that you're an Astros fan. <laughs> oh, see, no, now like. I, I was kind of ashamed of it, and then I was like, oh, no, everybody hates them. This is perfect for me. So it, it really worked out nicely. It fits my whole my whole ideal. Now, did uh, was Eddie able to uh, facilitate any vacation plans through Sam Bradford for you? Did Sammy B help out you know, with vacationing? No. I, I thought maybe there would be a car service there when we landed. There was nothing. It was Wait, they, it they was did a show? No first-class treatment. No, <laughs> yeah, nothing. I'm fucking I, John about so, that. That's my fault. <laughs> Like you couldn't even no, like um, Kent and Martha's probably been up there a ton of times. Like they could, you could reach out to Kent and get something. I, I can't lie. Every time I see some house in Jackson Hole, I'm like, is that is that his house? Is like his is that mansion? where he lives? Like, I, yeah, I'm I'm incredibly intrigued because you can't walk around there and not be like, oh, I'd be really nice to live here. And then you start looking at housing prices, and you're like, oh, my God, I'd have to make 30 times what I make. <laughs> it's ungodly to live there. Nito, you'd win a couple national titles in various yes. sports to be able to do something like that. We're, we're going to need some hirings and firings. We're going to need some coaching scandals. We need a lot. I was wondering why the bank was calling me, asking me about our loan application. <laughs> you applied for more than one? <laughs> mm-hmm. Does Five Star Publishing need a $7 million house in Jackson Hole, Wyoming? Yes. Now, yes, we do. Now, is everything yeah. a log home there, or are they regular houses? Oh, no. I mean, like, they've got stuff like that, but then there's, I mean, there is some stuff that's super modern. Like, I mean, you can tell there is definitely, there, there's absolutely an essence of, you know, like, the people that have lived in that town for 40 years, and then there are people that have, like, moved in from probably California, or at least, you know, have a summer home there in California, you know, in Wyoming, um, it, that is like, it's all glass and it's just unbelievable. I mean, some of the stuff is just, is crazy, but I mean, I, I saw one, I, it was like $1.7 million and it was like 800 square feet. And I mean, I mean, they, they, they had all sorts of stuff that was north of a thousand dollars a square foot. And, Bob, you got to, I assume, see your brother-in-law uh, on your trip, uh, Mr. Jake Trotter. Um, yep, spent a few days in Cleveland, took in White Sox Indians for Pearl's first baseball game. Oh, very nice. Had a lot of fun, went to Lake Lake Erie. So, yeah, that, that trip went really quick. And then to Kentucky to watch my younger brother get married in a cave, which actually ended up being a lot cooler than I first thought it would be. Oh, the good thing that pitcher from Virginia wasn't there. 
Yeah, no kidding, right? The uh, Kenny Powers guy? Yeah. Uh -huh. That guy's awesome. Is there anything you're afraid of? Caves. <laughs> Just like the most outlandish <laughs> thing I've ever heard. But then he said, but we're not in the desert. Like, I didn't know there were a lot of caves in the desert. I think that he's probably had his fair share of uh, psychedelics. <laughs> and then he's like, the only people that like me are my dogs, and that's good enough for me. Yeah, that was a great guy. Um, So, uh, yeah, it's good to have you guys back. Um. Like I said, football players are just kind of starting to get back and seeing some videos from Benny Wiley on his Instagram. Uh, Lincoln Riley has been back around, and, and he was at the softball game yesterday. Um, and, uh, it, you know, really not a whole lot yet to, to really dig into with the football team. Uh, nothing really new out of the transfer portal, although I know a lot of people got excited about the uh, – potential of the kid from uh, uh, from Alabama ended up going to Texas. I can't remember his name now. Uh, Keelan Robinson. Keelan yeah. Robinson, yeah. Uh, so OU still possibly um, involved in the transfer portal, but, but nothing new uh, at that point. I know we keep checking the transfer portal just to make sure uh, nobody leaves, and it, it doesn't appear that anything new is on that horizon. So... Uh, the the real big thing coming up is uh, camps have started. I know in Stillwater they've had a lot of guys come through. In Oklahoma, this weekend is their first high school camp, and they've been having the little kids camps. But Josh just kind of update us uh, the schedule there and uh, what things look like with the Sooners and their their camps. Yeah, you know the uh, they they've really done a pretty elaborate um, grouping of camps this year. I mean that you've got all. Youth camps, uh, they've got mid-high camps. I mean, they've really kind of broken it down more so than Specialist I've seen them in camps. years past. Yeah, yeah, very. Uh, and and that's been there for a little while, but, like, they have an O-line, D-line camp. I don't remember that before. No, um, yeah, that's how so, Dallas got his offer. Was that, was that just an O-line, D-line thing? I knew yep. that it was him and then the uh, yep. the kid from Colorado. Ray uh, Zoon. Yeah. Yeah, that went to A&M. That's right. That's right. Yep. Um, so I, I uh, clearly, yet again, Bob's memory is better than mine. You might but, have been um, on vacation that week, if I remember no, correctly. I definitely wasn't it was, there. Okay. Yeah. There was something. Yeah. There was something weird going on on that OLDL week. I remember. I just can't. And I think I want to say it rained all week. Um, it was. It was like at nine a.m. on a Monday morning. Okay. Okay. And I was I showed up just in case anything happened and Downs had a breakout performance in the eyes of Alex Lynch. Um, but you know, so what what you're gonna see highlighted though are the two elite camps. You've got the one this weekend, uh June twelfth on Saturday, and then two weeks later on June twenty sixth. From what I'm hearing, it sounds like the twenty sixth is probably being a little more earmarked right now as, as a potential landing spot for the guys that Oklahoma wants to see in the 2023 class and even maybe a few 2022s and obviously 2024 as well. Um, but that's what I'm expecting because the two guys I know that OU had kind of wanted to work out and get a look at were Deshaun Brown, the 2022 defensive lineman from Choctaw. He'll be there on the 26th. And the same story with By Job, the 2023 kind of edge, um, probably stand-up outside linebacker, in my opinion, um, from Community Christian there in Norman. He's going to come and actually visit earlier this week and kind of set that up with Jamar Kane that he was going to come on the 26th. So when you think about, okay, you know, kid from Norman, he visited this weekend or this week, 
I'm sure if they'd have told him the 12th, he could have he could have made that work. But they pushed it to the 26th. So I, I'm assuming there is a reason to that. I won't say that I've unearthed what that reason is yet. But it sounds like Oklahoma's kind of pushing maybe the 26th as more of the guys are really going to evaluate. And this could be – I think the 12th might be a deal where they've got some guys where they maybe see some uh, preferred walk-on type scenarios, maybe that kind of thing. Now, there will undoubtedly be a few guys there um, that will be good. I, I guess the one that I do know is Clayton Creasy, the uh, 2024 uh, four quarterback from Jones that I really liked at the Noble team camp and could be an interesting guy to watch, even, even as an OU-level guy, a big-time arm talent guy. Uh, he'll sit this year behind Carson May at Jones. So, you know, this will be kind of one of his real chances to kind of show everybody what he's about. How how intriguing is it for a guy like a Deshaun Brown that we saw at the Choctaw team, team camp? We've seen here kind of over the last, I guess, year and a half, seeing his recruitment really explode. I I know that he was a guy, Josh, when we saw him at uh, in Choctaw just two weeks ago, uh, his body has, has not only changed, but it seems like he's on the verge of really starting to grasp those, you know, quote-unquote, big-time offers. Yeah, he is a guy that, you know, when he was getting all the attention, you thought, okay, man, that, that's fine, that's deserved. Because we'd seen him um, against Booker T. I know you and Bob had seen him a couple of times as well. I can't remember which games those were, but I know you all had checked out Choctaw several times. And every time you watch the guy, all he does is make plays, man. He's everywhere. He's he's just a incredible, incredibly quick guy shooting gaps. And I know talking to the coaching staff there at Choctaw, they were like, we're having to convince schools that he's as big as we're telling them he is. And I'll be fair. I didn't – they were kind of telling me in the offseason, like, he's like 6'4". And I thought, no, no, he's like 6'2 and some change, about 230. Like, I, I thought he was very much a um, a Trace Ford would be a really good kind of comparison of what we're talking about. But, God, we saw him at, at, at Choctaw this, a couple of weeks ago, Eddie, and he was six. They saw me 6'4", 255, and I, I believe it completely. He, I, I've rarely seen a guy who looked that different over the course of four or five months. Like, he just, he looked like a completely different person, but I thought still looked explosive, still looked to have burst, um, looked like a guy that could play outside if that's what you wanted to do with him. Um, the thing I like about him for OU is I, I think he fits that scheme pretty well. Like I said, very twitchy. Uh, is going to shoot gaps. Is going to is best when he is playing on a shoulder. So I, I, there's a lot there that I like um, in regard to Oklahoma. And I, I said something yesterday where the, guys, we're going into my 20th year of doing this, and I can think of I bet two years ever he wouldn't just be an automatic offer for OU. So it, it says a lot about how well Jamar Kane and Calvin Thibodeau are doing recruiting on the defensive line and some of the guys they're in on. But for Brown to show up, work out at camp, he has a big day. Ah, man, I don't. It, it's going to be real hard to turn it down an in-state D lineman of his talent, in my opinion. So, Josh, let's say Brown does that. He goes 26. He's awesome. He gets the offer. Is he an add-on to what you've all what OU's already been looking for? Or does he have to replace someone that we've already been talking about for like the last three, four months? I think he would have to be a replacement because I've talked to people that have talked about a, you know two, maybe three interior guys, and the, you know, kind of I guess the easier way to say it, 
two guys in Calvin Thibodeau's room and three guys in Jamar Cain's room. And that's kind of what I've heard. Um, we'll have to see if that's how that plays. But I, the question to me is, I was told a while back, if you were talking about you know, Oklahoma, and again, we'll, we'll go with Jamar Cain's room. If they have a chance to land Derek Moore, Amaria Bohr, and Kenyatta Jackson or, or something along those lines, there's no way to say no. The question is, if Deshaun Brown is that situation, do they say Deshaun Brown's good enough that we're taking three no matter what? If it's Deshaun Brown and Amari and Kenyatta or, you know, again, some sort of mixture of that group, do they see him as good enough? I don't know that answer. I I think it would probably be dependent on some other things, like, okay, do we like Deshaun Brown better than the offensive tackle that, that Bill Biedenboe needs or the running back that DeMarco Murray? You know, they're, they're, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come into a best available type situation, and I think that's hard to know this early in the, in the game. But I, it, the, the real tricky part with Brown is – if he's willing to come and work out, that tells you a lot about his interest in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And so if OU's going to offer him, it's that same thing we always talk about. They've got to know they're willing to take him. And I, I think at that, I, I think the 26th, that, you know, I hadn't really thought about it until we're sitting here talking this out. Maybe that's a function of guys like Amaria Bohr, you know, coming in, um, uh, for a visit. Okay, we can kind of get a feel where we are there. Okay, then then Kenyatta Jackson. Then you know you go down the list of some of these guys that they're in on, and they'll come and they'll go. And OU may say on the twenty sixth, we're going to have a better idea of where we stand with all the guys. Gabe Dindy as well being another one. All these guys that are planning to visit this month, they can at the end of the month they'll know where they are and they can take stock and say we need to offer to Sean Brown because we're not going to get that guy. And you can play it like that. As to where on the 12th, you may not want to make that decision. And if you leave him hanging till the end of the month, you, you may have burned that bridge. You know, you're talking about the in the, the in-state kids. That kind of goes into yesterday. Robert Spears Jennings, here's a broken arrow kid that's been offered at receiver from a lot of different schools. Puts out flat out that it was he was looked at by Alex Grinch. So you got to assume he's on defense is this a kid that again is this an in-state take at this moment or have we finally reached the point where even in-state kids have to sort of i don't say wait wait their turn but that's to sort of go through the process before they know once and for all that their commitment would be taken by the sooners from what i understand he would be a take right now the thing that was interesting to me is as quickly as that word started to get out that an offer had happened, it was very clear this is a defensive back offer. They wanted that to be abundantly clear. The people wanted that out there in front, uh, that this was not a receiver situation. I, you know, So if you're going to go through those machinations, I don't know why you would worry about um, or why you would offer it, him if he wasn't a take. It sounded like they were just trying to be very clear in the messaging. And, you know, for people that are kind of look and say, oh, three-star, five-five guy, this is a guy with tremendous tools. And, you know, and like Bob said, I mean, we're not talking about just some guy. I mean, Michigan State, Kansas State, um, you know, Texas Tech, Ole Miss, this is a guy with a lot of good offers. And, and from programs that maybe not everyone says, oh, that's a top-ten program. 
but they're really good with their evaluations. Boston College is a really good example of that, a school that doesn't doesn't have access to all the talent, isn't a huge program, but they do a really good job with evaluations and put quite a few guys in the NFL. So you have to look at that a little bit. What I will say is interesting, and, I, and I'll have um, some stuff on Scoop because I've talked to Spears Jennings off and on for a long time, but re- you know, particularly over the last 24 hours. And um, this is a guy, He this is not a guy that grew up a, an Oklahoma fan. This isn't one of those deals where as soon as OU offered him, it was all over. They're still going to have to recruit him. There's no doubt. He actually grew up a Baylor fan, and Baylor has informed him they don't love his wide receiver film. I don't understand that because his wide receiver film is really good, but it's just one of those things where I was like, uh, oh, okay. Like sometimes you just you can't worry about what people are saying and doing because I'm like that just doesn't make any sense to me. But this is a tremendously big, long athlete. Exactly what Alex Grinch has said he wants in his secondary runs extremely well. I've seen some uh, some talk of a of a laser test at BA where he ran four five one. I mean, you know, you're talking about laser at that speed with his length. He's listed at 6'3", 200. He's probably not quite that big. It's probably more like 6'2", 200. I mean, but, uh, again, the picture of him next to Roy Manning yesterday, all I can see is his arms. His (laughs) arms are just unbelievable. Um, And maybe it's the number, but, yeah. You you just take one look at that picture and you go, yep, that looks looks exactly like what they're going for these days. Uh, you know, cause, uh, it's one of those things where we talk all the time, like people are like, well, Josh, they offered this 5'10 guy. Yeah, look at his arms. He's 6'2 and has those arms. Like, it, it's, uh, you are closing down windows that much faster when you're talking about a guy with that kind of size. And, you know, I talked to him. He's not opposed to it. This isn't a guy that, oh, I got to play receiver. I'm not interested. He, he knows, like, he knows that's a, an interesting possibility for him. And it sounds like, you know, I was told defensive back. He's very much under the impression this is as a safety. So you're talking about that length, that speed, that size at safety. Now, do we know if he can come up and play run, if he's willing to be physical? No. And that's not to say that there's a reason to believe he won't. We just don't know. It's not on tape. It doesn't exist. But um, I, it's an interesting offer. Like I said, I mean, this is a very, very good athlete that has jumped off tape since he was a sophomore at Broken Arrow. And... Um, you know, I, I hate to do this, but this is yet another guy that in the Tulsa area, Tulsa probably waited five months to offer this guy after his first power five offer. It's amazing. Um, I, I, I don't understand what they do in that city sometimes, but regardless, that's neither here nor there. I, I like this offer. It makes sense to me. Hey, let me ask you, and this is, I think, a question that a lot of people probably would be asking if they just saw the... Uh, tweet that he put out yesterday. What does it mean when he says that he had a workout with Coach Grinch? Did they like have him come down and work out personally, like a one-on-one type thing? I am trying to verify what exactly that meant. Um, I, you know, obviously yeah, he was down was there. Weird. Yeah, that because I mean, obviously something, you know, w- was done, but I, I don't know. What that? I mean, did they test him a little? Like, because within these new rules, there's things they can do, but right. I won't lie and say that I know the letter yeah. of the law. Like, it, it's it's real. 
It's real unique. And, but, I mean. Because in the past, got, like, you couldn't even have a guy come and, like, play, pick up basketball and stuff. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I When he put that out there, I just, I guess, like, my immediate thought is, like, Crazy. Do you mean to say that? Do you mean to put it out that's, there like that's that? That's one of those things in the old days, Josh. Like we would immediately get a call, like, "Hey, can you take that down?" <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, that's a one hundred percent. Like, d- d- don't report that. Leave that out. Like, I mean, we we and we've all done the interviews where a kid will say something, and we're like, "We got to cut that. That can't be part of the story." Yeah, you would at least so, know when you're talking to a kid, like, "Yeah, um, we can't print that, and you should not say that to anyone else." Yep. Oh. Yeah, uh, and uh, guys, I mean, and not—it's not just OU. Like, I can—I've—I've I've literally ended an interview with a kid and been like, "You—you got to stop saying that part. Like, you can't." Like, <laughs> I, and it may not be OU. It may—it could be Texas. I mean, it could be anybody. And you're just like, you're gonna hurt yourself. That school will not be able to recruit you if you keep saying that. So stop saying that. And they're like, "Oh, I mean, it's not the kids. The kids are never malicious. They just think they're telling their story." So, uh, you know, it's one of those deals where there's all these little stupid gray area rules. Um, but no, I, I am, I am hoping to have that clarified and either have it up on the board or in notes. I, I that's a very interesting angle of it. I haven't, I haven't gotten a full answer on. You know, I, I, I do think it's kind of interesting because, uh, you know, you had all these, these schools that were just waiting and dying for kids to be on campus. And I, I, I like OU's plan and that they've got the barbecue is kind of their main thing along with, you know, the elite camp too. Um, but it seems like OU's approach so far has been, hey, let's get, let's get the 2023 kids to swing by early because I just don't think it's a great battle plan to, to immediately start having official visits uh, when kids are still going to go to four other places. It's a really fine line because you all, you know, like you kind of get into that. Do you want to be the first one or the last one? Most of the time, I would say the last one. But again, the, you know, you're obviously gambling with that. If a kid goes somewhere and falls in love, he may never make it to your campus. But I, you know, if that's going to happen, that's probably going to happen anyway. So I, I'm definitely, I, I'm with you, Carrie. I'd rather push back, be later in the month, kind of go that way at it. Because the other nice thing about that, guys, it's what we always used to talk about in December when you would have the December visits and then the guys couldn't sign until February, they'd take that, you know, that visit on December 15th or 16th or whatever, and then they'd have almost a month where they couldn't go anywhere else. And so you really were the last thing on their mind. You know, they're visiting their family and they're talking about what they, what's been going on and, you know, they're talking about that OU visit they took or whatever. And I, I always like that as a strategy. I think here that's interesting as well. Like kind of that, that last weekend in June, do you bring some guys in that you really want to kind of drive it home with? Uh, maybe, maybe guys you think you could land a commitment from before the start of the season kind of guys. And one thing we haven't mentioned, uh, you know, the rivals five stars coming up. It's very different this year. Uh, you know, normally uh, rivals will pay and fly all these prospects in. Uh, and so you have, you know, the best of the best from California to, you know, the Eastern seaboard, the problem is with the pandemic, uh, Verizon was not on board with, you know, paying to fly a bunch of kids into the same place. This, like they're still a little, they're very corporate and they're very careful. Uh, and you know, they've been like most places. I mean, like, I don't know, like my radio stations corporate and 
we're still not back in the offices there. So I think everybody's kind of dipping their toe I think in they're this. just now letting people back into the studios, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, just, it, and like I had to upload a deal with my COVID, you know, back. They're not like saying that you you have to get the vaccine, but they're saying you don't have to wear a mask if you have the vaccine and you, you know, and all that stuff. So, but the gist is it's probably not going to be, it's probably going to be the worst five star just in terms of attendance because kids have to pay their own way to get there. Uh, and we've talked about it as a staff about going and there's very few guys there, but there is going to be, you know, we'll have lots of people there. So we may just, you know, hire it out a little bit instead of, uh, you know, it, OU's camps are going on at the same time. So I don't know, Josh, if you wanted to talk about that aspect of, of the recruiting, it kind of works out for us because there's so much going on locally yeah. here. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that was going to be a nightmare to juggle the the barbecue, the five star, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it, it and you guys are going to forgive me. I'm probably going to repeat something Carrie said. I was reading something, uh, an announcement that got made. But um, the um, it, it's going to be a weird year. And I've gone over the roster of the five star. Usually, we'd have Eddie, Bob, and I there at a minimum. Um, to cover this event, but really it, it's a handful of guys. I, the one that's most interesting to me is Levius Overton, the, the potential number one player in the country in 2023 that obviously his father played at Oklahoma in the nineties. So that was going to be a real opportunity. I was going to be pretty excited about that. But if Oklahoma, you know, he's one of those guys, he's supposed to come in this month. We'll have a better feel for where OU is with him. And if that, if that moves on the right track, I mean, number one guy in the country. Like, I'll go see him at some point. That's no problem. So we'll do that. Now, the last time I went to Georgia to cover a potential number one player in the country, didn't go well. So maybe we won't curse OU again this time. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, I, I guess maybe the new number one would be OU's next signee. I, I don't know. But um, it is, uh, it, it's a weird year for it. And like I said, there's good players. There's plenty of reason that would be interesting to go, but with the the barbecue and all that that's going to entail, it just, I mean, Bob pr can probably relate to this. I've th The barbecue is on Saturday. Father's Day is that Sunday. I have told my family <laughs> to abandon me. I'm like, just leave me on Sunday. I'm not going to be good for anything. I'm going to be making calls. Like, I... I I have no family plans on Father's Day because I've got to... This is going to be as big and daunting an event to cover as any I can remember. There's also a, like a a team sale shop or something. Yeah, that's that on Saturday, and that makes me think the barbecue might be a little bit later in the day. Because I don't think they would want to have those recruits around as they're doing all the the selling stuff. I think it runs like from eight to three. So that makes me think maybe the barbecue would be shifted more to, toward the latter stages of the afternoon and into the early evening. You guys remember the I, old garage sales that they used to have down there? Yeah, the spring I, that, sales. That's where yeah. I got the uh, the OU baseball uniform that really? I still occasionally there you go. wear. I thought that that had to be from a little league team, not like no. That was from that was from OU an uniform. OU official. I got that in. Uh, I can't remember. I, I just remember standing over there like that was like during the old, old days when they had like the uh, I, I just remember this building. I was so young. I, I don't even remember what the building was, 
but it backed up to the south end zone. I know what you're talking about. You know what about. I'm talking about? It like, was the, like it, it, was the old, it was the locker room. I mean, was it that was the, the old locker room? The equipment room. Like when Bob first started, that was still there. God, because he was... would park his car between that and the state in the stands. Oh my God, I, I bet that thing had some <laughs> some stories. No doubt about it. Uh, the only random OU thing I remember buying, like kind of memorabilia, was when Carrie. Remember, I mean, and Eddie, you'll remember it too. When they tore out all the seating in the stadium, they got rid of all those old benches. Yeah, and they put. I bought two like two seater benches. Yeah, sure. And put them in. Yeah, and put them in like my my uh, college garage, and um, I don't know where the hell those things are now. I lost track of them somewhere. In one of my moves. The only thing that was truly memorable is I had a buddy come over one time, and while he and his girlfriend were waiting for me to return, they they christened one of those those uh, benches. So that's really my most glamorous memory of those two benches. Not so different from Eddie's chair in here. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a while since I've seen Eddie uncomfortable. I wasn't even listening. I was reading something. What did okay. you say? Never mind. Moving on. Never mind. <laughs> We're Just good. Sit, th- sit there and feel comfortable. I was wondering why I was so sticky over here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. I, OSU just had a baseball player enter the draft, uh, or enter the draft, the enter the portal. I, I think OU will be a big player. And you guys will remember him, uh, Dominic Johnson from Edmund Santa Fe. Dad played at OSU. Baseball. Oh, baseball, yeah, yeah, baseball. Yeah. yeah. I remember him. Good football player, too. I think he played wide receiver. I think OU will be a pretty big player there uh, to try and get his services. Uh, just as far as a recap, too, you know, I was asking you about the uh, the individual workouts. That was something that was actually cleared by the NCAA uh, when they came back and lifted the moratorium on oh, yeah. uh, the dead period. So I, I guess that's something that you can do. You can set up yeah. individual workouts. We're just so oh, yeah. We're, we're so used and to I said something earlier. People. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, th- this was, the, 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 I mean, and like I said, you would have seen that tweet go down very fast and then come up with a new one that had changed the wording of it. it I mean, it was, it's all above board. This is something the NCAA has written in that they can do to kind of make up for, there's no spring evaluations. They evaluations they can, yeah. Exactly. So the, they are building this stuff in. Um, and I, like I said, I think it's a really cool rule. I, it's one of those things that you're like, well, the NCAA, you know, might have got something right here of all the, all the stuff they've screwed up. But uh, it's something you'd like to see them continue because w- what does it hurt? Like if if a kid's willing to come work out and OU wants to work him out, what does it hurt? It works out for everybody involved too. It's like if if you work a kid out and you don't end up wanting to continue to recruit him, just cut ties. Like yep. you've seen it. You don't have to. That works out for everybody involved. Nobody's being lied to. Nobody's being strung mm-hmm. along. And the kid knows. Like, if he exactly. comes up there and works out and doesn't get an offer within a week, he knows the story. You're, I mean, as much as, I guess, like, you know, somebody would say, like, you got to keep working, get better. Like, it's mm-hmm. probably not going to work out that way. Yeah. Like, he has a realistic idea of where he is. So, um, yeah, I, I, I've never understood. I guess I do understand the rule. I mean... What you know, what it was intentionally meant, but with everything that's gone on and and not having the spring evaluation, and I mean, the only thing that would suck is if you get one of these overzealous coaches that spends like two hours out there, they're putting you through your paces. I mean, they should probably have a time limit on how much time you can spend with a kid on the field. Although, who's really yeah? You're like working that? a kid out for four hours or something. That's probably a little over the top. Get Brent Vittables out there, just putting him through <laughs> like two seven it, hours legit of three days. Yeah, that'd be, actually be pretty awesome. 
I think the only kids Brent would do that to are his own. <laughs> yeah, they probably are used to that at home. Seriously. Dad gets home at 7. They're working out in the backyard till 11. I don't want to make him out to be that bad, but you go ahead. I love Brent. Like, I mean, he just... He just I don't I like that's one of those guys like he dreams in football like you know he yeah. does like that's 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 where his brain is just all the time um okay so outside of that Josh anything now that official visits have started that's kind of caught your eye or been a little bit of a surprise to you or uh maybe teams that uh got involved or or kids that Oklahoma has got involved with maybe that they weren't before uh, well, you know, the, the offer that kind of slid under the radar yesterday with, with all the talk of Robert Spears Jennings was Oklahoma offering Xavier Bryce, the uh, Arlington Seguin defensive back, a uh, kid that's currently committed to Kansas. Um, Should be a is top a one guy, flip. Yeah, yeah, all that that program's got going right now. Uh, I've had a chance to talk with him quite a bit. I think he is a kid that is probably going to try to make it up to the barbecue. He seems... Very interested in Oklahoma. This is, uh, you know, another guy like we're talking about, big, long, athletic guy. He was at the SMU camp that, um, that OU attended and really apparently just very much caught their eye and, um, they went ahead and offered him. So, you know, there's been some people like, oh, I don't love his tape. I don't love this. And I, I see things I like on tape. I think he's got good feet. I think there's some, he's got great size. I mean, and he's very physical. I kind of wonder if they see him as like a nickel kind of guy, kind of in the mold of, of Jordan Mukes type of guy. Um, but they've watched him in person. I mean, they worked him out up close, and they said, you know, we like this guy. The Really the first guy I can say that about since Brian Darby. I mean, that that's the last guy that I can think of like this that kind of came out of nowhere that they just worked at a camp and said, man, we love this kid. We, we want this guy. Um, so like I said, I had a chance to talk with him still absolutely learning, um, you know, kind of about OU and just, you know, what they're doing, but OU fans will love, I mean, the, the first thing he says to me when I said, you know, what do you know about OU? He's like, they got like 14 big 12 championships. Texas only got like three. I'm like, well, OU fans are going to love his ass. <laughs> so like that, that was, that was an easy one, but, um, you know, so and, like I and said, obviously, I, Josh. I mean, you know, two very noticeable guys that uh, have have been out tripping around. Uh, you were gone last week. We kind of, you know, you talked to us a little bit behind the scenes about the Luther Burden situation, and mm-hmm. I know that was one of the first things you reported on when you came back. Uh, and then you see, and I know nobody's panicked, and I can give the board a lot of credit. Nobody really panicked, but you know, just seeing Relic Brown at USC and taking all the photos and that stuff. Yeah. But those are two really big names that you know. This uh, welcome back football. Welcome back to worrying. <laughs> this is what you kids, wanted about kids taking trips while committed to you. Hey, th- this is guys. We talk about this every year. This is recruiting with the big boys. Alabama has to sweat out their guys too. Like that is that's just the nature of if you've got elite talents committed, you're gonna have to. Uh, this is not 2002. Like a kid commits and it's all over. Like that it just doesn't work like that anymore. Uh, OU is gonna have to work. I would say. Between the two of them, if I was going to worry about one more than the other, I would be more worried about Relique Brown and USC than I would be Luther Burden in Missouri. I, 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 I just don't understand the argument for Luther in Missouri. I've talked with him. I've listened to him talk about Missouri, and I don't get that feeling like there's this special 
attachment he has to the school. Like, I just, I don't get that. Now, Alabama, okay. Maybe you, you can make that argument. I get that one. Like, that, that, that's a, that's a realistic threat. As I said in, uh, one of the notes threads I put up this week, a big part of it will be when he gets to Oklahoma. I think the Oklahoma, again, that should be, I think, the 26th, I think, is when he's coming in. I'm, I'm terrible right. about those kind of things. But I believe that is when he is supposed to come in. And, again, a chance to kind of get that final look. It's going to be one of the last visits he makes all month. And, you know, he's got an incredible relationship with Dennis, Dennis Simmons. I've heard that from other people. I've heard that from Luther himself. Um, so there is a lot of connection there. And I, I, the thing I want people to remember, and it's always a good tip off in recruiting. Luther Burden is telling OU everything he's doing. They knew he was going to visit Missouri before anybody publicly knew it. Like he, he has been very forthright. And that's usually, like I said, a very good sign that a kid is not trying to hide anything. There's nothing there. Like he's acting in a way that's like, I just want to take some visits. I want to see some places. I want to do some things. But he continues to tell OU, at the end of the day, you're my guys. Like, that's you know where I want to be. You know what's well, another uh, telltale sign that it's good for OU is Missouri was trying to hide the fact that he was coming because they didn't want anybody to know, yet the people they're worried about knowing already do Oklahoma. Yep. So, yep. Uh, which tells you, A, his level of communication with Oklahoma, and B, his level of communication with Missouri. Exactly. Like I think that's a that's a really good point, Kerry. Is that it's one school is really trying to know him, and one school he feels like he knows. And you know, and again, and that's just forgetting the fact of what Oklahoma and Missouri have done at wide receiver in the last ten years. Like it's just not the same thing. And you know, you get these opportunities to show him Spencer Rattler. Okay, he's going to come down. He's going to come down in the summer, and he can meet Caleb Williams. Dude, this is probably going to be your quarterback. Like, this is going to be your guy. Meet him. And, guys, whatever, you know, like we don't know about Caleb, I've got to think Caleb's going to do a just fine job recruiting the number one wide receiver in the country to come play with him. I mean, he he nearly pulled a Mecca Buka last year from across the country. Having a kid that's already committed, that's on campus, I, I, I feel like that's some work Caleb Williams will probably do pretty well with. Now yeah, he, it, he understood that last year with the summit, bringing in Talon, mm-hmm. Gentry Williams, Jacob Sexton. He understands, you know, it's not just about twenty twenty one. He's got to do more than that. So yeah, I think you know you get him with Burden, and I think Talon and Jordan Hudson getting together with Burden might help too. Because if you start building come that that chemistry with the other guys who are going to be in your position group, that sometimes can go a long way too. Yep. Now this is, I think, one of those uh, things that makes me worry about being canceled. Um, and I'm pretty sure, like Mario Williams has a kid, doesn't he? Doesn't he post about his IG about his, a kid? Or I don't know. I don't. I. Uh, I don't, I'd never but, heard but, that. I think okay. he has a little brother. Well, but does Relic Brown have a little kid? Yes, he does. Believe okay. so. Yes. Yes. That's he, he, he he does. He's been pretty upfront about it. Like that that he mm-hmm. he had a kid. I, I, I think know one right of those before two post the right baby on, Christmas, on their maybe. IG all the time. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm sure that it's Relique then. Mm-hmm. I don't know about yep. Mario's uh, situation. I I haven't seen anything like that from that Mario, but I don't watch it that close. I'd be yeah. lying if I said I did. Fair enough. All I know um, is every five minutes I get an alert. Loot Runner Mario is going live. He does. He so always many live videos. I don't yeah. even think I follow him on Instagram. 
Yeah. Uh, and I never, t- I never want to be in those. So it's just like I don't even know why I get those alerts because I am not to pop up and see uh, Carrie Murdoch. Yeah, is, uh, I know. Every time in. I do not want the players at OU to see Carrie BSN every time that they start a live video. It's just too creepy for me. <laughs> I think the, that's the fair. one thing I'd like to know about Brown is, you know, since it's been a couple weeks since I've I've been on here, is will his official visit change now that Nebraska's at eleven o'clock? Because I know he was all gung gung ho about that being his weekend. That's you know that's part of the reason. Eleven a.m. not conducive to a big recruiting weekend, especially with anyone from the West Coast who might be playing till midnight local time before they can even fly out. So I'd love to know if his official visit are 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 going to change. You know something I just noticed. I was sitting here. I was like, well, let me look at modern day schedule. See if that's out yet. It's a pain in the ass in California where they've played a spring football schedule to type in the 2021 football schedule, considering they're going to play two damn seasons in the same year. Uh, so I, I have no idea when Modern Day is going to play is the long answer to that. But um, I, you'd have to think, Bob. I mean, that that's people don't understand that. That is exceptionally tricky to get to Oklahoma from the West Coast for an 11 a.m. You can do it from the East Coast pretty pretty reasonably but to do it from southern california is tricky even even out of a of you know one of god's true gifts to airports orange county now is it the 18th that the decision comes down or is it july 18th the quarterback yeah july it's july 18th, oh, july yep. 18th. Okay. Mm-hmm. yep yep so uh, I think if he said the 18th and was like, I'm going to Oklahoma, it would be even too obvious more so than it is now. Um, but, yeah. And guys, I, mean, I guess that's one thing I wanted to touch mm-hmm. on. I mean, it, it does seem like Malachi Nelson, like signs continue to point toward OU. Is that correct? Is that a correct statement? Like it, I, like they continue to, to be a front runner, I guess, is what I'm really Getting at. Bob, you've been, you know, like me, kind of in and out over the last few weeks. I, I'm trying to figure out who is the number two in this race. Like, right, especially with, if with, he's not going to Clemson. Exactly. And Once Clemson fell out, I was like, last, I don't. Last week. Yeah. I mean, and then you have the video of Arch Manning clearly at Clemson, which clearly I thought to, was a clear indication of, okay, they, they're moving in that direction. And it, which to me says something like Clemson knows. Like they, I mean, Clemson will go to war with anybody in the country because they can. And they're already like, mm, we're not going to win that race. We're, we're just going to move forward with somebody else. Um, I guess you'd say USC. But, I mean, USC's made other offers at quarterback, even though as soon as they made those offers, they tried to make it very clear that Malachi Nelson still had a spot. They weren't. This wasn't about him. Like, the, the, like every USC media guy was like, this has nothing to do with Malachi. Like, you know, like trying to make it. But, I mean, it's, I, like I said. They're I, smart enough to know that how yeah. that looks to somebody when they make another offer. I mean, before Guys, he's made a decision. We'd be doing you, the same thing. You yeah, know, yeah. With OU. You, okay, exactly. that means they oh, sure. are getting that guy. That's fine. It, it, you know, that's um with – uh. When I do the weekly or the monthly commitment predictions in the scoop, I'm always pretty hesitant and like, ah, you know, like even a guy that I feel pretty good about, like 55, 60%. On July 18th, if he says anything other than Oklahoma, I give that like a 3% chance. Like, now, does that mean he'll sign? Yeah, does that mean he'll sign? No. 
like we just said, you recruit elite guys, it's gonna, you're gonna have to fight for a while. Now, at quarterback, it doesn't usually work out that way because schools don't wanna chase and chase and then end up not getting them anyway and then miss out on some guys they could have gotten. So quarterback's kind of a musical chairs. You have to, you know, just keep moving until you find the right one. Um, but I, I just, I don't see any plausible other option. He, he is, been so centrally focused on Oklahoma and everyone from Norman to, you know, again, Orange County seems to think it's Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, that just seems to be that. I mean, everything, everything can change on a dime, but it does seem and, like it's headed in that direction. And how insane is that, guys? Like, we're. Like, we're not even holy shitting the fact OU's probably going to go into California and land the number two overall player in the country as a quarterback. Like, that's it's just insane what they're doing at quarterback recruiting right now. They just go pick their guy and get him. It's never happened before, not not to this extent. No. Even, I'm, you guys Although, remember a few years ago when it was, it was – um, Trevor Lawrence followed the the Hunter um what was his first and last name Red the, the, the other yeah yes Hunter Johnson Hunter Johnson and Trevor Lawrence everybody's like oh my god Clemson's laying back to back five star quarterbacks now that didn't work out because I think Riley and I think I I can't help but think Riley saw that and was like okay I don't know that you need to do it every year but every other year you go lay an elite guy run those guys out for a couple years run them off the NFL and then. You know, you just start a conveyor belt, and that's that's what they're doing at quarterback right now. And it really is, I mean, because of Kyler, it's kind of become that thing like, I don't think high school kids see it as a negative sitting out a year, or they almost plan for that. Like, that's just the format, how it works at Oklahoma. You have a star that almost wins the Heisman or wins the Heisman. Uh, you you know, learn from him for a year, and then you become the guy for a couple of years. I mean, that would be how it, it would work out perfectly with Spencer Rattler if it's if he has a great season and he is one of the top draft picks next year, which he's on all the mocks. But uh, I mean, that would to me that's even more more impressive that you can get that kind of system, that conveyor belt, as you say, set up as it is having two back to back first round picks. Uh, agreed. I mean, because then. With Rattler, and then Caleb comes in, takes the job. You've got Malachi learning under him, just like Caleb's going to do this year. Like, it it just makes all the sense in the world. Like, I mean, it, it's just one of those things where you're like, yep, that, that adds up. That's a great way to operate. And they get to just keep funneling these guys out. And, again, with Rattler, I think it ends the last thing that people try to knock Riley for. And we all know, we've talked about it before, it's such a joke of a knock. But the, oh, you know, those guys transferred in. Yeah, because transfer quarterbacks are always so wildly successful. Um, it's 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 an insane argument that people like still a try to make. In the portal right now, and yes. most of them are not going to do jack shit. Yes, Mo two of them definitely are not going to win Heisman trophies. So uh, it's just it, like I said, it. I think at that point, I don't know how you recruit against Lincoln Riley as a quarterback. Like, I mean, as a as a quarterbacks coach, what what do you say Oklahoma can't do for you? Especially if you're like A and M or really any other. I mean Texas. I mean God, Texas has nothing to sell right now. Are we, and still has a top fifty quarterback, a top fifty overall yeah. player committed at quarterback, which I, I mean didn't get yours. I mean so no, no, I, or didn't hold which, on to him. I still, still when you, when you me. say the name Quinn Ewers, 
I still think he's a Texas commit. I can't get through my brain that he's committed to Ohio State. He's well. I mean, I mean he's I'm too g- good to make Tate Martell jokes about. Oh, I. It, Oh, I don't know if legit. you guys saw the what, yeah. what was that video from the, was that an Elite 11 thing that he was throwing at yeah uh, a couple weeks ago I think it was mm-hmm. uh, Absol- quarterback academy out oh, west okay. the it, it was the yeah, actual it, QB it, academy it, thing yeah like yeah the, the Caleb Williams was real big in throwing yeah. just lasers all over the place looking yeah. absolutely ridiculous with his hair his, his Jake Paul yes Logan Paul he hair. does look like a Paul brother <laughs> I think you said that <laughs> yeah, he I looks did. like one I said I didn't know there was another I mean if that's not the the most South Lake looking kid. I've. I don't know what is. Did anybody? My, did anybody pay for the uh, the Paul? Hell, no. if it wouldn't have been on no. Sunday night, I probably would have. Because I'm pathetic that way. But I mean, it look, was on I, a Sunday. I'm not. I was trying to go to bed. I'll throw fifty dollars at DoorDash like it's not like no nobody's business to get like Charleston's or something, which is like really expensive on DoorDash. Uh, I should charge double. Oh, it's they almost good. do. I mean. Good. It's better to it. go pick it up. You should um, get at the ranch sometime. You live close enough. Get the ranch to go? Yeah. I've never even thought of that. I don't even oh, know if they're be, on a, a be excellent. delivery service. I bet they are. Just on a Friday night? Oh, yeah. Be amazing. I went there on Saturday. The, the one, one in, in the, the city? city. Yeah, yeah I just drove awesome. by it yesterday. The one in the city. It was up on... <sighs> so good. Uh, no, but I mean, I here was the thing. I didn't pay for it, but... And I didn't illegally stream it. I would never do such a thing, being a subscription-based business. Um, but people put clips on on Twitter so quickly, exactly. you really didn't miss anything. Yep. I mean, that first round thing that he did where he just... Well, the whole thing's pathetic. I mean... <laughs> I mean, was was that a better fight than the Conor McGregor-Mayweather fight? I don't know. I mean, I, I think I think McGregor was better. Probably McGregor uh, just yeah. because they're professionals. I mean, I, as much as I hate the Paul brothers, I do respect the shit out of them that they've been able to basically build an empire on. The grift is on. Yeah, like being dumbasses. <laughs> kind of expire. Like, I'm doing the same thing. But you, I just don't have the empire. Then when you have the TikTokers versus the YouTubers, I'm not interested in that at all. Nah, you can cut me out of that. I'm good. So there is a, there is a, a dividing line between you and the I mean, I'll, Gen Zers. I'll watch anybody now. fight. I guess. Do you feel, I, when it comes do you down feel to hostility it. towards the Gen Zers? I don't think so. Okay. Should I? No, I'm just saying. I mean, you you started the battle against the olds. Yeah. I and mean, now they're continuing it, but I think they're now more... Now one day we're all going to be part of the olds. They're going to take over. I think they're more put hostile to, to the olds than anyone. Oh, yeah. The Gen Zers? Like, yeah, way sure. more hostile than the millennials were. I mean, there's some kids that just walk around looking for chaos. <laughs> Just looking for old people like, to be There's down. stuff that I've seen on TikTok. I'm like, oh, my God. That's what people are doing these days? <laughs> Somebody needs to get these kids under control. Is like, there anything? Just going and just like just being pieces of shit. Did you follow along Eddie. with the, uh, the, the OK Boomer chick that bought her $2 million apartment? OK Boomer. The, that hot oh, chick that started the OK Boomer thing? I don't know who, I don't know who you're talking that about. That Nico girl? Nico. I, I know who that is, but... I don't know what what did she do? See, and I I didn't until I work with a guy. I only named, saw Red Dirt always just is talking Red about Dirt. him. Exactly. I you work know at, all about Nico. I I work with a guy named Q Tip, and he's obsessed with trying to figure out how to become rich through like streaming. Sure. Uh, and what he will do while we're doing our show is he just sits there and watch the hot tub girls on Twitch. 
Who are the hot tub girls? You don't know about the hot tub girls on Twitch? No, I don't watch Twitch. There are girls in hot tubs. They just sit in a hot tub. They all day? sit in a hot in a bikini <laughs> and they do wardrobe changes. Oh, this is all going in on a suicide hot dog. note. <laughs> they sit on like inflatable hot dogs, and people send them money for them to write their names on them, themselves. Okay. I, I hate. I officially hate. And that. they're rich. I, I am. They old are now. rich. I hate everything. See, this is the kind of thing, like, I would hear this kind of shit from you over the years. I know. And it's just conditioned me. Like, I, I don't think I ever worse. told you about watching Twitch and these girls on hot dogs. No, you were talking about Barstool all the time. Yeah, but I don't think they ever did anything like that. I, I have officially lost touch with reality. This is sad. This is what happens. You, you don't this participate in pop culture. Like I pop culture, do, though. You, pop culture slams you in the face and you accept it, but you don't go out looking for things that are interesting in pop culture. I can see why people bring guns to work now. Oh my God, I can't say that. Oh, no. We do have a list always of people that we worry about. I think everybody has to. Yeah. God bless. I think everybody at every workplace has a list it's in their depressing. mind. Depressing. It's just depressing. That's it. All right. Uh, so anyway, I mean, this is uh, I'm trying to help you relate with recruits. I mean, maybe if you get into Josh, if you get a discussion with somebody about who's his favorite hot tub Twitch girl. I don't want it. <laughs> I'll tell you that. I, I'm pretty sure their parents would call the police on me if I got involved in that conversation. I don't know. Or is that and, just and normal? rightly is that just normal? Do they do like you talk to your mom about Nico? Like if you're a kid, a high school kid. I, um, me? No. I, no, I wouldn't. No, I'm just saying. I don't know what kids talk to their parents about now. It's, I don't think they talk anymore. It's not about movies. Or I, think they just, I think they just walk through and they do like a TikTok yep. dance and then walk out of the room. I did but, give a Q-tip. He, 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 I've got him into watches a little bit, so I gave him my watch. It, it, I just wanted to try. He had no idea how to put a watch on. Like where it went on his body? No, he knew it went on the oh. wrist. He just couldn't strap. He couldn't use the pin. I can see how that, I, can see, I can see how that's a little confusing if you've never put a watch on. Yeah, because the Apple watches are just easy. It's all magnetic and it just goes right on. Yeah, that's true. I've got an Android watch that you have to buckle like a normal watch. Yeah, those are mostly uh, like that. Yeah, like mm -hmm. like uh, Fitbits are that way too. Mm hmm. So uh, anyway, I'm sorry to. Get us off of the football recruiting track, but damn it, Carrie, you did it again. I will say, and you know, Josh, I I know that you've probably already checked out a little bit of the video, but I thought the Duncan Parham kid when I went out to Santa Fe uh, last week for the team camp, I thought he was really, really impressive. He as well as uh, Jonathan Ashford, a twenty twenty three offensive lineman, teammate of Talon Shetron. I I can't believe. You know, we're talking about Deshaun Brown changing his body. Jonathan Ashford Look good, looks like he? a different human being. He like, told that's me he's insane. Really good. He told me he's lost 60 pounds. You know who it kind of reminds me of, Eddie? Owen Condon at McGinnis. Yeah. Remember when Condon yeah. lost all that weight and just looked like a different guy? I, I'm real intrigued because I know, I mean, Eddie, you remember, you know, Kyle White's a guy, a head coach at, uh, at Santa Fe, and we know several other guys on that staff pretty well. They they were over the moon about Ashford. So for him to get you know uh, dinged up you know last year and just kind of go through all that stuff, that was um, that was obviously disappointing. We you know we we had wanted to see him, but um, uh, I, I, I Parham, 
I like Parham a lot on tape. I think I've got him in my top 20 in the state. Like, he, he's always been a dude I, I've kind of been a fan of. But when we saw him, he had such a shitty draw at the Dallas Rivals camp because his first two reps were against Will Thomas, the LSU, uh, not Will, uh, Will uh, Campbell? The, the big offensive lineman committed to LSU who ended up winning O-line MVP and is really freaking good. Um, that was Duncan Parham's first rep. His second rep was Cam Dewberry. His third rep was Kelvin Banks. Sure. Three of the top, luck, maybe buddy. the top three offensive tackles in the country. And he's got to square them all down. And he was, I mean, like, and Duncan owned it. He was like, man, it was a rough day. And I was like, dude, he didn't know who he'd gone against. I was like, those are, those are guys that can go literally anywhere in the country and play left tackle. And he was like, oh. I felt a little better about that. I was like, you, you should. There's nothing to be ashamed about it. So, you know, that was one of those deals where we didn't come out of that with a lot of good tape of him, but it didn't have a lot to do with him. I mean, because he was playing as kind of a stand-up outside linebacker, and he's, you know, 6'3", 205. It was, it was just always going to be a real tough matchup for him. But I, I'm with you, Eddie. He's super, at, excuse me, super active, real athletic. Um, I think does fit is that out as kind of a stand up outside linebacker. He has the frame to put on that weight to be that kind of guy. But I, to me, he's a power five guy. I, I, I think he can be a, uh, like a Kansas State should be all over him. Like I, I think he can play at that level for sure. That was a really good team camp. And then you add in, I, I guess I can't believe that I completely omitted his name, but, uh, my guy that goes to one of the best high schools in the country. Jalil Johnson. I thought he he looked really good. He kind of gives me a little bit of a vibe of uh, Isaiah Thomas at that same age. Yeah, I did. You see that, or is, am I just? Yeah, no, no. Completely... You're, you're not wrong. Okay. Uh, I I was really intrigued to see him at Dallas Rivals, and was like, wow, that dude. Because you know, talking to you know your guys at North, uh, Coach Laverty, the whole crew, there was definitely like. Yeah, he can go anywhere he wants to and test and do whatever he wants to. He he looks the part. He does. He looks like an absolute monster. I think he's more physically developed than Isaiah was at the same time because Isaiah was excuse me was so focused on basketball that I think it really kind of hurt him ever being in the weight room and you know probably didn't have as regimented a weight program at Tulsa Memorial as as Jaleel has at Putnam North. So and that's as far as I'm ever gonna go on giving North credit. Sorry, coach. But um but hey, no, people you know. people just don't come in and out of Iron Claw, okay? <laughs> if you're there, you're there. I had a buddy you know, I had a buddy that would go sleep behind Speedy Walk every morning. Guess what? He didn't play a senior because he had to quit. Uh that it well, I mean was he, he was eating more, the speedy walk after? Uh, yeah. Well, he'd meet everybody up at What a Donut afterwards and be like, Barry, you didn't work out today, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, General So's chicken from Speedy Walk. You could live off that for a long time. I did for a um, couple of years. That's why yeah. I look the way that I do now. <laughs> well, one order is at least three meals. <laughs> right, like they're, they're, right. That's a massive amount of food. But, uh, but anyway... Um, but yeah, no, I, I liked him a lot. I, like I said, I, I thought, you know, and then I know, um, you mentioned the Jalen Stanford kid who picked up his first offer this week, the Jinx kind of defensive back, yep. running back, um, picked up an Iowa State offer this week. I, I think he is one of those guys that's really going to take off over the next few months. Um, you know, and I, I guess we got to kind of mention Micah Tease. I mean, we, you know, I, I guess we, 
we haven't done a pod. I haven't done a pod really since what midweek of that tour. Um, and we talked about Micah then and how impressive he was because we saw him on day one. But I mean, since then he's picked up Florida. Um, who did he get Notre yesterday? Dame. Texas Tech, Notre Dame, uh, and was Iowa State the other one? Yeah, uh, I yeah. think I think Is as soon right? as yeah. Iowa State could throw one his way, they're like, there you go. <laughs> yep, yep. So uh, you know, Texas Tech. I mean, probably you'd have to think led by um, current uh, you know uh, coaching assistant Julian Wilson, former Sooner, uh, on that staff. So um, I, I got to think he took notice of Micah that way, made that offer, but. Florida feels like an escalation, you know, like, okay. Yeah. And Notre Dame, he went there, he camped. Okay. And that's fine. And obviously Notre Dame, a lot of good talent there too. Florida feels like, okay, now he's moving into a different zone of recruit. And I, you know, I like it because it backs up what I was talking about. Like I thought he was outstanding as a defensive back. And I had a chance to see him again later in the week at the Wasso team camp. He looked like the same guy. I mean, he was all over the place making plays, super active. I, I, I'm a huge fan of that guy. And I think if I was, if you were going to ask me, does OU offer that guy? I'm going to bet they do uh, as a defensive back. I, I, I have moved that far in the matter of a couple of weeks. Well, and again, you weren't here last week. Um, just some of the stuff that, that we had talked about and, uh, I, I don't know if you heard this or not, Josh, but we had Shaden Callahan on last week who had the startling revelation that we'd all known but never talked about to the uh, police reports uh, surrounding uh, certain uh, defensive tackles' visits to Lincoln. Yep, that was... Um, I remember hearing about that, and there, it was kind of a, does, does OU know about that kind of thing? <laughs> um, well, they do now. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that was... Um, uh yeah didn't i don't even know us. how you yeah we we didn't report that we did not report that um that's just kind of one of those things though like you hear the, all kinds of stuff like that over the years mm-hmm. and it's just like okay i don't know if the juice is worth the squeeze on this and if everything's taken care of there and i'm we don't have all the details but we knew something it was, it was just kind of one of those things like okay let's see how this goes and it's it's been a Interesting ride so far with Perry on Winfrey. Because on its own, don't get me wrong, it's definitely like public nuisance kind of stuff, but it's not like, oh, that dude's a danger to society. Like, it was just like, why did you do that? That was stupid. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> kind of like, kind of like years ago when the, the whole Brian Zimple and the golf cart thing, um, that kind of stuff. Like, just don't be blatantly dumb. Like, you guys can be dumb at a party. Like, that's fine. Like, it's, that's college guys do what college guys do, but like, don't be blatantly dumb and disrupt public, you know, peace that that's, that's when you start getting into the, the more serious problems. But, and that's, that was kind of the route when I think all of us were like, okay, Paramount Winfrey's just wired a little differently than the average dude. And he's done nothing since his time in Norman to make you doubt that for a second. He's, he's just a different cat, man. All right, I, I know uh, a lot of stuff going on today, a, a softball national championship coming up, and I know a lot of us are uh, heading over that way, so uh, going to cut it a little bit short today. Unless, Bob, you just – I know there's basketball camps uh, that have been going itching, on. Itching for basketball? No, it's at, it's actually interesting that Porter Moser canceled the team camp that was supposed to go on this upcoming weekend. I think part of that is because 
Jacob Groves, Tanner Groves, and Jordan Goldwire are officially arriving this weekend and talking to Moser yesterday, you could pretty much you could see he didn't want to divide his attention. He wanted to make sure he spent all the time in the world that he could with those players and their family. And and I think trying to go back and forth between running a high school team camp and doing that, he, he just wasn't going to do the best job that he knows that, that he wanted to do. So he, they had the youth camp just like football. It's weird that they were on the same week. They've had their youth camp throughout this week, and they won't have a high school team camp this year. But Marvin Johnson, A.K. Mawain, Ethan Shagwad, they're already on campus, and the rest of those three transfers will arrive this weekend. And then all 13 guys will officially be here. Josh, you still with us? <laughs> you make I'm, I'm sorry, that? I passed out for a few minutes. What's going on? Uh, man, no. Linda really does do have a lot of duties. Um, no, I, I, I love that you put Bob in that position. Like, choose your family outing or talk about basketball, Bob. That's that's my perfect scenario. <laughs> I mean, we can talk about his family outing. I mean, yeah, look, the offer's on the table for the dad pod for you two. I mean, if Eddie oh. and I start an interview pod, uh, you two are yeah, welcome to start a dad pod. It's fine. You know, it's no big deal. Whatever. Not Not even heard about that. I can't was, be on the dad pod as well? No, you're not a dad. Uh, Eddie might have illegitimate children out there somewhere. I hope not. Yeah, hey, in single days, every Father's Day that passed. That made me kind of sad, that, too, that I wasn't a part mm-hmm. of this kid's life for the last whatever years. God, so much so much important knowledge you could have passed on, Eddie. Well, just be prepared uh, 18 years from now when a, a kid right? from a single <laughs> mother is trying to get a scholarship in, in, from Putnam North. Depends on if they're good at athletics. He looks very much like you. I'm not going to support a fucking national honor society member. I can tell you that. <laughs> I want Terrible. David Boren knocking on my door. Mm. I don't think he's going to be knocking on your door in 18 years. Who oh, knows? No. Who wow, knows? Eddie. God. Carrie that got his Deadpool already set up. That guy almost died in Bob Stoop's statue reveal. I mean, my God. <laughs> I, talk about taking all the attention away from bob <laughs> did they did they remove his statue from campus born does born have a statue yeah he does where i can't honestly i can't tell i think it's by bazell somewhere i don't know sure feels like the fervor dropped off on that once uh old boy was out of there uh-huh. oh i mean that didn't drop off they 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 spent a lot of time in litigation over stuff you I got, guess I mean the public battle oh, yeah. seemed like it stopped. Like well, everybody it, it, got pissed off at that new president. Um, uh huh. And I think now that President Harris is in there, it's everything he's calmed it down. So anyway, um, yeah, that'll do it. Uh, we'll be back again next week where we'll have uh, more developments coming in recruiting. Uh, hopefully, we'll have a little bit more to talk about team wise as well, and we'll just have a little bit more time without uh, everything being so hectic. Uh, we'll be previewing Champ U next week. Yes, Champ U Barbecue uh, coming up. So uh, we'll have more information on that as well and, and maybe some more information on people coming and going with the official visits and unofficial visits. Uh, so appreciate everybody listening in. Thanks, to everybody, for uh, joining us back here uh, on the Unofficial 40 podcast. Until next week, uh, we'll do it all again right here on the Unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com.